From best of San Francisco DDTV, The Pink Chill, and DD LaFrag. Hey, I've only lived in San Francisco for 30-something years. What do I know about it? San. Liberals? Mm. They're sadistic progressives. Francisco. This city is Junkies Incorporated. It's the Junkie Apocalypse. Damn. This ain't your phony soy boy San Francisco. This is the San Francisco Dam Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo psychodramatic performance art storytelling podcasting platform. Hey everybody, this is San Francisco Dam. I'm Dee Dee LaFrac, coming to you from the east side of San Francisco, California, the Tenderloin. I am not talking about Tenderloin Steak. I call this district Hell's Kitchen for very obvious reasons. This is your daily Kvetchathon. Here I am Kvetching, your truth bomb for Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. 36 countries and counting, listening in, people all over America. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you. I hope you are doing well, babies. So here in America, it is something called Groundhog's Day, where on the East Coast, I think it's in Pennsylvania somewhere, a groundhog comes out of his hole and they look at his shadow and then they can't predict if winter is going to last six more weeks or not. Very superstitious, huh? Well, I didn't check what they're saying, but here in San Francisco, Slum Francisco, Sad Francisco, Scandalous City, it rained last night. I love it when it rains in San Francisco. It rained very steadily, um, and then the rain stopped, and then it was sunny and quite beautiful here today as I am recording your daily show, the sun is not going down quite yet. All right, everybody, so this is a special sneak peek. I'm going to get my kvetching in about San Francisco before I carry on the show. Things are still degenerating. It's it's still a mess. If you haven't been to the city since the draconian lockup started 2020 in March when the mayor closed down the city and allowed any freak with a tent to live on the sidewalks of San Francisco. Darling, you don't know San Francisco if you haven't been here since last March, okay? I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to go into a deep dive kvetching about what's wrong with this city, and there's plenty. Please, new listeners, go ahead and scroll the show list. I'm up to about 371 episodes. That's correct, 371, the majority, demystifying this once- world-class city. All right, so today's show, this is a sneak peek about some pro services, and I am not asking you to opt in. I don't want your email address. I'm not even giving you the name of my platform that is to come, but this is a sneak peek. San Francisco Damn Daily Truth Bombs. No Namby Pamby permission necessary. I do want to keep a little mystery about this service. I can say that I um, am certified in this by the School of Psychiatry from San Francisco State. I got certified way back in the year 2014, and I used these professional services to advocate for the late, great Mr. Richard LaFrac. Rest in peace, sweetheart. My late husband, arts co-producer, best friend, soulmate. Wonderful dude. He was diagnosed with a terminal cancer. He got a prognosis of nine months. Okay, nine months. One day he's coughing, goes to the doctor. They said, hey, Richard, 
you're going to die in nine months. So here's what happened. And, he, and here, here is how I deal with clients. When they told Richard that, I took charge. I said, don't Google anything. I did all the Googling. I uh, absorbed it all. That was my role. I used my education to advocate for him, um, navigating the labyrinth of the cancer world. I was a cancer caregiver for over three years. So my specialties include trauma and grief, diversity, interracial relationships, sexuality, assertiveness training, and color therapy, and more. Some of the questions that I get over the years in various platforms that most of you don't know about, there are basic questions that I have helped people with professionally. And here they are. This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Dee Dee LaFrac. One of the main questions I get is, Dee Dee, how do I deal with somebody who is flaky? How do I deal with someone who gives me empty promises? How do I deal with someone who is a bad con, uh, bad at contacting me? For instance, say you are a young lady, and young ladies take a lot of things personally. Those are the hormones. For instance, you are a young lady and you are dating a man or maybe your children's father or somebody you are in love with, and he's sort of flaky. And it is on the weekend, and he'll say, hey, honey, I'm going to text you Monday morning at 10 o'clock in the morning. So you expect that communication 10 o'clock in the morning on Monday because he promised you he would, and it doesn't come through. Keep listening. Um, so he chooses to contact you the next day, Tuesday, about 4.30 now. On the weekend, he said, honey, I'm coming through Monday morning. You were expecting that, and he didn't come through until Tuesday afternoon communicating with you. I get that. I've gotten this so much from young ladies. How to deal with a flaky communicator. I'll tell you what to do. Number one, keep your cool. Don't get angry. Those who anger you rule you. It's not cute to get angry. Stop looking at social media for your clues on how to behave as a woman. Don't look at reality shows on how to behave as a woman. Reality shows are 100% fake regardless of what you believe. How can you have real emotions with a full camera crew crouched in a corner in the back? Somebody holding a boom microphone. I know this because I produce TV. Somebody holding a boom microphone. Somebody holding a clipboard board, somebody holding camera equipment, somebody eating a bagel in the corner, watching everything, reading a clipboard, nothing natural about reality shows. So ladies, stop taking your clues from that wacky stuff. That's like males, <laughs> excuse me, men believing that wrestling is real. Okay. So how do you deal with somebody who is not consistent with their communication with you? A flaky communicator. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. Once you keep your cool, you don't keep texting or calling them saying what happened. I know that's the hardest part, but once you master your emotion, 
once you keep your cool, you are up at another level. You are mature. You have mental strength. It's a wonderful gift to have to be able to keep your cool. So here's what I have done. Here is my true story. There is someone that I know. And this person lies a lot. They'll say, hey, D, I'm going to call you. They don't call. I'm not waiting for them to call, but they say it. I'm going to call you. They, and the call doesn't come through. I'm not waiting. I'm living my life. I'm not waiting for this person to call. All right. And um, on the same topic, and I'm going to circle back to the specific question. This person and me have a birthday exactly a week apart. I'm not saying when my birthday is. I'm not oversharing that. So my birthday came. Um, and this person who knows when my birthday is chose not to reach out to me until a week later when it was their birthday. Are you listening? Snubbed me on my birthday, reached out to me a week later when it was their birthday, and they know when my birthday is. Do you, do you want to know what I did, people? All right, here's what I did, and here's what I want you to do. I mirrored their communication style. That's it. It's as simple as that. You treat people how they treat you, except you don't lose your cool. You don't act wacky. You don't start cursing them. You don't stalk them. So this person showed up a week later, texted me, happy belated birthday. I'd been living my life. Everybody else that was cool gave me all the birthday love and accolades that I deserve. So here's what I did, people. I waited exactly one week, just like they did. I mirrored their behavior. Simple as that. Then I reached out on that day and I said, hey, happy belated birthday. Do you see how simple that is? I didn't say what happened to you. I didn't say you forgot my birthday. I didn't bring it up at all. All right. You need to keep your cool. So taking the pen out, ladies, your man on the weekend said he was going to contact you Monday at 10 a.m., your baby's father, etc., the man you're having sex with, and he didn't contact you until Tuesday at 4.30 after he told you on the weekend he would. So here's what you do. You know what I'm going to tell you. You're listening. He came in. He came through Tuesday. So let's see, Wednesday. You get back to him Thursday in the afternoon, and you say, hey, Simple as that. But you need to be able to master your mood. It's a weak move to get mad every time somebody flakes on you. Mirror their behavior. If you have a person who constantly flakes on you, girl, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email you tonight. And they don't get back to you for two days. Um, if you can't cut them out of your life, you need to learn how to mirror their behavior. It's as simple as that. We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac. And here's another question that I get asked a lot, and this is something that I also know about. What to do with family and friends who don't show you empathy and or love? They don't show you empathy 
or love and you have expressed empathy, that means you have put yourself in their shoes to see life from their viewpoint, then you can understand where they are coming from, okay? When you are with people who are not committed to trying to understand you or people who do not show you love, whether it's a family member, a coworker, it's the same thing. You have to mirror their behavior. Mirroring is the secret sauce in life. You treat people how they treat you, except you are not obnoxious to them. You're not cursing them out. I know broken record, you're not stalking them. You're not acting wacky on social media, going on TikTok, making a diss video. You mirror their behavior. For instance, I am a cancer widow. I did mention that earlier. So I know about um, people who lack empathy and people who are not showing love. Now, I'm surrounded by love. There are a lot of angels in my life, and I love you guys. And there are some people who just couldn't deal with the reality of terminal cancer, seeing a vigorous guy kind of shrivel and die. I know. Misty moment here. And they weren't there for me. These were some people that I had known for 25 years. They would make excuses why they couldn't take my call or why they couldn't hang out with me for a little bit. And I'm in emotionally intelligent enough that I wasn't dumping on them. That's what therapists are for or a uh, certified professional to talk to. So these people didn't show me empathy and they didn't show me love. I took the mirroring one step further, I removed them from my life. It was extremely hard. And sometimes there's no uh, progress without struggle. It was hard. I lost my husband. And then I voluntarily removed some people from my life. I blocked them on social media. I blocked their phone numbers. A couple of them reached out. What happened? I said, you know what happened? You basically abandoned me. I wish you well with everything and I'm not mad, but there's no coming back from that. If people can't be there for you during your worst, they can't be in your life. Okay. They can't be in your life. So if it's something simple, like, um, maybe you lost your job and your girlfriend, your best girlfriend doesn't say, Oh girl, I'm so, Oh, that's terrible. That's basic empathy saying, Oh my goodness. Are you okay? If they say, girl, hmm, yeah, yeah, well, you'll get another job. That's not showing you love. That's not showing you empathy. You have to take a break from that person. And you don't beg for empathy. You don't beg for love. You keep your dignity. You keep your dignity and you give them a little space. Break away. Tell them you're busy. And give them the opportunity to think about you not being in their life for a day, a week, a month, and see if they're going to come back and show you love and empathy. And if they don't, they've got to go. And remember this, this one last thing. There are billions of people in the world. If you think you can't get along without one person, oh, I've known them since high school, so what? This is life. Life is not that long. Life can be over like that. So what? You've known them since high school. Billions of people in the world that you could give them the opportunity to get to know, love, and respect you and show you empathy. Okay, babies, this is a sneak peek 
of some of my professional services and you will be hearing about them more soon. Separate platform, a completely separate platform. And new listeners, I am usually kvetching all about San Francisco, the city that I have lived in since the 1980s, going through a a tidal wave of change. It's completely dystopian. Of course, it's beautiful. It's like a beautiful plate of food with cockroaches crawling in it. Beautiful from, from a distance. Get up close. A mess. That's San Francisco. And I do appreciate everybody who has hung in there and listened to this professional tip, this sneak peek of my new services. I appreciate you. Okay, everybody. I love you. Guess what? I'm Dee Dee LaFrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco. Damn. That's today's episode of the San Francisco Damn Podcast with sexist womanist bohemian Didi LaFrac. Remember to join us tomorrow for another episode. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsors. Head over to SanFranciscoDam.com for more sponsorship information. Thank you for subscribing and listening.